0: Life Notes with Sheldon, where we talk about ways to get off the sidelines and back into the game of life as your best you. Hello, friends, and thank you for joining me on Life Notes with Sheldon, where we talk about ways to get you off the sidelines and back into the game of life as your best self. Great to be with you again today. Today's Life Notes, entitled, What Are You Willing to Give Up? And so I ask, what are you willing to give up? You know, I had an economics professor who was one of my favorite of all time. He was older and he was a totally no-nonsense kind of guy who pretty much told things how they were, perhaps even at the risk of his job at times. In the short time in his class, I learned a lot. And perhaps one of the most valuable lessons I internalized was regarding the concept of opportunity cost, which identifies the true cost as something being what we have to give up to get it. You know, I was talking to a dear friend of mine who was in the process of making a critical life turning point that would challenge and change his culture, upbringing, belief system, and heritage. I listened intently and as attentive as I could, and then left him with this. Well, ultimately, you have to fully determine what it is you want at this point in life regarding this matter and what you are willing to give up to get it. You know, I don't think he liked this very well because it wasn't a cheerleading vote of support for his journey or decision, and yet for me, it was the most empathic, useful, and considerate thing I could leave him with at the time. Because, from my experience, it was the most valuable idea I had to offer. I thought that possibly this may be something of value to you as well. You know, we're in what many would call turbulent times. And yet a cursory study of all of history will attest that since early recorded history, this has always been the case. We mustn't use this as an excuse for our actions or inactions, or approach this fact as a newly developed variable. It is, in contrast, one of the most reliable constants in the history of the world. So don't make the mistake of buying into the hype, news, or insistence of friend, phone, or neighbor that the apocalypse is at our doorstep. Since the development of nuclear warfare, it's been just a button away for many decades and was likely closer than we imagined long before that. And like the micro realm of our lives and the greater world, it's so often the things we don't even fear or even suppose that are the biggest threats to us. And yet so many of us fret over what was, could be, might be, or happens to appear on the largely propagandized news media obviously Oblivious to what we are giving up in peace, time, and focus. And so often unaware of what it even is, we're hoping to get in return. So what I'm really trying to say here is this. Wake up. Centuries ago, there were people just like you. Okay, so they didn't have the internet or social media. They were arguably better off, perhaps. Their general fears and woes were the same. The common denominator in it all is that there were those who let their fears rule and run them, and there were those who did not let their fear rule and run them. There are those who determined what they wanted clearly and what they were willing to give up for it, opportunity cost, and those who simply paid their dues over and over in worry and tumult and wondered why it felt like they were just spinning their wheels. Friends, there's no time like the present gift of the season of gratitude and love that we are approaching to embark on some serious reflection of what in our lives may be stilling our peace and why on earth we are allowing it to do so. This priceless gift of peace should be higher in our goal charts, to-do lists, desires, and dreams. It is a remedy for countless ailments, and the ones it doesn't prevent or cure, it has a very effective way of making more endurable. I can't be alone in noticing that there seem to be more friends, neighbors, siblings, and others at odds with each other today many even avoiding contact and communication with loved ones. The nature of the device of recent years has put many on edge, seemingly looking for ways to get uptight or offended. And life has a funny way of manifesting what we look for. So why not look for the good in ourselves, in the world, in our families? As I get older, I find myself returning often to the principle an idea of opportunity costs, and I wonder if my elderly professor friend is still around. As I reflect on the wisdom he shared, I become increasingly convinced that any cost which sacrifices our precious peace is very rarely worth the return. Sure, we have to get out of our comfort zones, but even as we do it, it is essential to monitor the barometer as the pressures of life mount and take the necessary precautions and remedial actions to preserve and restore peace. If opportunity cost was the first chapter in the book of wisdom, preserving our peace may well be the close second. The best time to consider opportunity cost, how it pertains to your life, would have been 20 years ago. In my life, it would have been 20 years ago when I was first officially introduced to the concept. But the next best time to consider opportunity costs and how it applies to my life or your life would be today. Right now. And so I challenge you to prayerfully consider a step you can take to increase or restore peace in your life. And to begin action within 30 minutes of hearing this, or even sooner of anything I may have invited you to do in the past. This may be the most useful and rewarding. Make a list of what is robbing you of your peace. Decide on which to remedy first, and then repeat and repeat and repeat the sounding joy you will feel as you start to eliminate those things that destroy your peace and you start to become the curator, bringing things into your mind and heart that do bring you peace in your life. And then repeat that process again. Because life is just too short. Does making peace the highest priority in our investment portfolio seem a daunting, if not impossible, task? Even so, it is the key that opens the book of wisdom. And the great news is there's an Omnipotent fund manager you can consult at any time to assist you as you invest. Your brain, body, heart, soul, family, and friends will thank you and will all be beneficiaries of your wise investing in your peace. The great news about an investment in personal peace is that we don't have to wait decades for compounding interest to make the returns noticeable. Dividends start being paid immediately as we begin. I cannot emphasize this enough right now. The holidays bring stress to many. Determine now to design them in a way this year that will increase your peace and reduce your stress. Weigh each commitment carefully. Do less and spend less. Be more intentional, present, aware, and grateful. And like so many other things that approach elegance, from art to poetry, the cobblestones on the road to peace seem to whisper as we pass. Less is more. We're entering one of my favorite seasons, the season of Thanksgiving where we give thanks and take time to consider what's really important in our lives and what we really value. And, you know, Thanksgiving as a kid, I I didn't like the holiday. You know, I thought it was just a waste. I mean, we just, you just had family over and, and you had some good food, but there weren't any presents. There wasn't any, you know, decorations. There wasn't a tree. There weren't the gifts. No Santa. Now, as I'm a little older and wiser, hopefully a little more mature, Thanksgiving is probably my favorite holiday, one of them, because we retreat into our home and we treat inwards and we reflect on what we're grateful for. And we gather with those we're most grateful for. And something about taking time to give thanks is a powerful, powerful antidote for worry and fear and stress. You know, when I kind of enjoyed the highlight of my life and physical health and even mental that I would think, you know, some years ago, I, one of the things that I did daily was I would write three things that I was grateful for every morning. A task that I hope to start implementing again, starting today, because it set the tone for the day around me. It, it was powerful. And to think of what we're grateful for and to just consider the blessings that we have simply by living in the world that we do today, in the time that we do today, in the place that we do today, beautiful area that I live in New Mexico, gorgeous Indian summer, as they call it, that we're having right now, where Uh, the summer weather just kind of intersects into fall and you have the cool, but you also have these beautiful afternoons where it's just warm and you can feel the sun and it dances on the gold and yellow leaves and makes them just shine and shimmer and beautiful, beautiful time. So friends, I invite you to take stock of the things that you're grateful for and as you enter the holiday season that you'll start to, rather than have the holidays fall upon you, you know, or surprise you. A lot of people are saying, I can't believe it's Thanksgiving. I can't either, but let's start designing the holidays, designing how you want them to be. Do you want them to be peaceful? Do you want them to be relaxing? Do you want them to be enjoyable? A little bit of planning and a little bit of preparing and thoughtful mindfulness can go a long way to prevent the chaos and the stress that often comes to so many during the holiday season. You know, whether it's holidays or work or life in general or family, if we're approaching the level of insanity where things are out of control or things seem to be sliding that way, we have to ask ourselves, what are we doing and why are we doing it? And, and why does this seem so chaotic? Why does this seem so difficult? Why are things not working? And what might we be doing that could be causing it? Because when we take that introspection and take that time to consider what part may I be playing in the chaos? How may I be creating the chaos or sustaining or enabling it? Rather than become overwhelmed and, 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 and wrapped in it, we start to become empowered. And that empowerment allows us the opportunity to start to take ourselves out of the storm, you know, the storm cloud that sometimes we're in with things being thrown around us like a tornado. We're able to, in the eye of that storm, have a period of calm where we focus and we start to observe the things around us. We observe (laughs) that Toto is flying through the, through the stratosphere and Dorothy, you know, I mean, we, we, we observe the chaos, but for that minute, we're not a part of it because we are a Studying observer and when we take the time to realize that our life or our home or our job or our relationship is in chaos, that's a powerful start to the next step of being able to be empowered to do something about it. But like Alcoholics Anonymous or any self-improvement process, the very first step is to realize that we have a problem. And friends, we have a problem in the United States. We are one of the most stressed out, worried and anxious people in all of the world. Statistically, look it up. And so chances are that very well mean that you're one of those people as well. It's adding to that statistic. And friends, if you don't stop and take time to ask yourself why, And consider these things. You're going to go a lot of days and a lot of months and a lot of years that are going to affect your physical, mental well-being and that of those around you. So take that time and start becoming the curator of your life. Start deciding what you need to get out of your life and what you need to bring into it to have precious peace. You know, Something that I've been doing lately, because I I feel like I do really good at this and then sometimes I start to go back to my old ways, I'm sure as we all do, of you know, worst case scenario kind of thinking that we have in the United States and 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 all over the world, I'm sure we all struggle with from time to time, some of us more than others. Certainly those of us prone to anxiety, but you know, I, I get a phone call from a customer or a client or something and I start thinking, oh no, this is bad. We should have, It's a worst-case scenario, and I'm dreaming up, you know, because it may be something that's a, that's a challenge. And nine times out of ten, it's not the worst-case scenario. It's never been the worst-case scenario. I'm still here. But usually, even if it's a complaint or an issue, if I reframe that as an opportunity to show them how much I care for them as the customer... Then it goes from this crisis to this opportunity for me to be proactive about it, to do something about it. You know what, Mr. Customer, I want to attend to this for you. And so this is what I'm going to do. And then perform that and follow through. And instead of this customer looking at me and thinking, man, what a flake. This is bad. I don't like him. They're not providing customer service. They think, wow, they really took care of my problem. They really care. And so, you see how this initial kind of crisis, worst case scenario I'm thinking of becomes rather than that, an opportunity to strengthen a relationship, to strengthen the tie, and to show that person how much, how important they are to me. And so, friends, more likely than not, a lot of these worst case scenario things that you may be thinking of in your life, a lot of these things that you're worrying about may actually be opportunities if you'll take that time in that eye of the storm to look around you and start reframing some of those things. And so I'd invite you to do that. And one of the things that I've been doing these past few weeks is I've struggled with this worst case scenario mentality that slips back in. And, and, and you know, I, I listened to a talk, uh, yesterday and I shared it with my family. It was by Dieter Uchdorf. you know, one of my favorite people. And, uh, one of the things that he said is, you know, he took part in, in bringing this special building to, to, to Europe, to, to Spain. And uh, he was an area representative and, and he was kind of, you know, a big deal. And he worked really hard, you know, with uh, world leaders and others to make this work and, and get this opportunity for this, this area. And when it came time to have the open house, he didn't get an invitation in the mail, And he asked his wife, hey, have you received it? He thought maybe it uh, got stuck in the sofa. Maybe it got stuck in the mail. And as he said, it, his neighbor had an inquisitive cat that he started to be suspicious of, right? He couldn't imagine that he didn't get an invite to this special event. But then, you know, as he reframed it and took this opportunity rather than, and and what he said was he started to have those feelings of being slighted. And, you know, started to feel, well, why not me and, and get a little bitter about it? And he said, that's a thought that I did not let take up residence. I didn't take up residence in that negativity. And I thought that was really powerful. So friends, as you start to have those worst case scenario thoughts and those worries and those things up, don't let them take up residence in your heart. Don't let them unpack their stuff. Don't let them come in and clean the house and get it ready and and move into your heart and mind. Get them out. And one of the things that I've been doing, you know, you may think it's silly, but I'll have these things come in these thoughts. And I just imagine them like a Chinese lantern, you know, just lighting and just floating away, just kind of drifting off. And friends, so many of the things that we worry about that we make so important, we can just do that with. And there are important ones, but write them down on a to-do list that's digital that you'll see when you can actually do something about them. Get them out of your heart right then. Those things that are worrying you and making you sick, those things that are stilling your peace. Because if you're letting anything or anyone still your peace, you're missing out on one of the most enriching and rewarding and powerful things of this whole life. Why are we here if not to have joy and have peace? And the greatest gift that we can give to those around us and to those that go before us and to our children and our posterity and our neighbors and our friends and our coworkers is to have a peaceful mind and to have a peaceful heart. You know, we don't have to go to battle for everything. Our neighbor puts the trash can out and he gets it in our driveway and and it makes us have to back around it. Well, well, we can get upset, we can feel slighted, or we can just ignore it. Eventually he'll move. Eventually someone else might take out the trash or maybe he'll just get the drift when you're respectful to him and make sure you put it on your side. And maybe you always have to back around it, but who cares if you have to back around a trash can? Right. But some of us get so upset and we get so irritated and we get so annoyed. You know, I used to have a friend that I would ride with him in the car and I, he'd always he would get so upset with people if they turn their blinker on or or his ABS light came on or something. He would just just drive him nuts. And it stressed me out. You know, I'm like, he's going to have a heart attack while he's driving. And, you know, we see people at that at the, at the roundabouts and the things they're honking their horn and they're freaking out because someone hasn't gone right away at the light. But friends, you have the power to not be that person that's honking their horn, that's always pressuring others, that's always, you know, creating stress and worry to those around them. We all have that power and we should be working for that diligently and laboriously because peace is a gift and it's one that you have to receive and it's one that you have to give to strengthen and it is the greatest gift really one of that we can possibly seek in this life. So consider that principle of opportunity cost. The true cost of something is what you have to give up to get it. And what are you paying for? And what are you getting in life? And what are you willing to give up to get it? And what maybe are you not willing to give up that you are unwilling, unwittingly giving up right now? But friends, paying for anything with peace is usually a cost that is far too great. So I invite you to make that list, check it twice and be nice and find peace and find serenity and create it and make it and be determined that this holiday season, starting with Thanksgiving, your home and your heart and your meal and your time is going to be one of peace and of serenity. Be that peacemaker because that, friends, is your innate superpower, believe it or not. Great to be with you today. Wish you a happy Thanksgiving, wherever you may be. And thank you for spending this time with me. I'm grateful for you. And I hope you have a wonderful day and a wonderful Thanksgiving. Listening to Life Notes with Sheldon. Listen every week for a brand new note on life. We hope that we have given you a way to get off the sidelines and back into the game of life as your best you.